Welcome to the All-Star Networking Podcast. It's the show where you hear from a new expert each week on how to build an all-star network, increase business sales, grow careers, find a job, or enrich your life. Let's get it started. From the Midtown Global Market in Minneapolis, here's your host, Kathy Paper. Welcome to the All-Star Networking Show. Thank you for being here today. Lenny Newman is our guest. Lenny, say hello to everyone. Hello to everyone. Thank you very much for having me. So I'm Kathy Paper, and we are here today at the Midtown Global Market, and we're going to have a conversation about networking and why it's so great. And for those of you that don't know Lenny Newman, track him down online at LinkedIn. Lenny is a consummate networker. And we'll share some great stories of it. But I first have to tell you that here at the market, as Matt, our awesome producer, reminded me, what's so fun is you bump into people that you know. And so I just bumped into my high school friend, John Wolf, who we will get as a guest at some point. He's eating at Manny's Tortas, and I've got my eye on what it is exactly he's going to be eating for lunch. So Lenny, let's just start with talking about networking. Lots of people don't like networking, and you might have been one of those people, mm-hmm. and now you do like networking. So share a little bit with how did that evolve? Well, it really all stemmed from about 10 years ago. I was in my early 50s, and I was at a crossroads. My wife and I had a business that uh, unfortunately fell upon hard times, and we had to close the business. So there I was at the ripe young age of 50, 51, and I began to realize I really didn't know how to go out and find a job. So it became pretty evident to me early on through people who I was meeting with that it really was going to involve networking. I needed to learn a little bit about networking. I needed to learn a lot about LinkedIn and social media, and I needed to just literally get out there, as I like to say, and leap before I look. I will tell you early on, I made a lot of mistakes. Nice. And, and what, okay, so regardless of age, um, did you, were you nervous to start at the beginning or, or kind of think back to that or did you, did no, you have a plan? No, I wasn't nervous to start, but what I began to realize early on is it became evident to me that you needed to network with a purpose. And I'll I'll use the example, when I first started networking, I wasn't real clear and crisp with people as to what I was networking for. And one of the things that I learned early on, Kathy, is if you're out networking and you tell people, I could either be a CFO or I could be a business owner, uh, right-hand person, or I could own my own business, that's a confusing message. When it really clicked for me is when I went to people and said, I've been a successful CFO for a long period of time in my career, and I've always been a good number two, you know, a wing person to a CEO. When I got it to that be that crisp, all of a sudden people understood exactly what I was looking for and were able to make suggestions and become aware of things that might be of interest to me. So being very, very specific and clear helped me a great deal early on. So, okay, so you you knew, and, and I liken it to clear and crisp is, you know, what's on the menu so that 
you know, there's too many items on the menu, which again, we're surrounded by great food and great oh, smells indeed. and shopping and all sorts of things. But if you, when you meet with people, you would you say you reached out to, like, how did you start reaching out to people? Once you had that kind of purpose of, I need to find a job, I need to build some relationships. Well, the very first thing I did was I became an attendee at a job transition group. And there's a couple around town. Uh, the one that I started with was at Wooddale Church down in Eden Prairie. I know it well. I know it well. And Lonnie Golden and his group at the time, 10, 11 years ago, they were very instrumental in helping me become a lot more crisp, helping me understand the tools that are necessary to go find a job, and really impressing upon me early on that networking is really important. And I think Quite frankly, I think a lot of people, I think it's a misnomer because people don't really understand it. I try to just simplify it. It's just building a relationship. You build a relationship. And I'm, I've always been someone who likes people and likes to get to know people and try to build relationships with people. So for me, once I understood a little bit about the tools, kind of the etiquette of, of networking and how... I approach those networking meetings, I think it began to click for me. And make no mistake, I had a lot of people who helped me early on to make sure that I was doing it correctly. And as I like to say, practicing safe networking. I like that. Safe, practicing <laughs> safe networking. But let's let's talk about the etiquette of networking. Because again, as I've, I've got gotten to know people building relationships and know that, you know, we all have those moments of, should I reach out to somebody? What am I doing? You know, what do I have to offer them? Why would they want to talk to me? Again, no matter what age you're at, you know, building a good network around you and being good to your network is so important. Say some more about that etiquette. <laughs> what is the etiquette of networking? How much time? Just kind of explain a little bit of some of your lessons. Well, well first of all, I, I think to answer that question, I think we should probably break it down into two parts. Let's talk pre-pandemic, and then let's talk where we are now. So let me Excellent. first. Yeah. So let me first articulate pre-pandemic. All of my networking pre-pandemic was through people who knew me and who I knew, who would make an introduction of someone in their network to me. So a warm introduction to me of someone who potentially. I would be interested in meeting and they would be interested in meeting me. So that's kind of the, the first piece. I do not reach out to people on LinkedIn in a cold call and reach out. All of my networking always starts with a warm introduction. Nice. Somebody who I know uh, and who I trust and like, likewise. Um, the, second, the second thing is... When I actually have the opportunity to meet, now again, I'm talking pre-pandemic, I would always schedule 30 to 45 minutes. And the general format of that is not looking at a resume, it's not looking at a one-page market profile, it's just sitting down and getting to know someone. Example, if you and I were to have a networking meeting and we didn't know one another, what I would say is, Kathy, let me tell you a little bit about myself. My name's Lenny. I was born in Chicago, raised in Ohio, educated at Ohio State. 
I have two children. My wife and I have two adult children. I come from a family of two. I start to tell some things that are personal to try to help people become more comfortable with the conversation. Because I don't believe networking should only be about professional. You'll get to the professional eventually. I want to build a trusting relationship. And part of that is, quite frankly, going first and offering up a little bit about yourself. And it might be it might be personal, depending on what you're comfortable with. And then I ask the person to go next. And typically, if I've modeled it correctly and they're paying attention, then they will likely reciprocate and share a little bit with me about themselves personally. And, and have you, have two questions on that part of sharing the personal. One is, have you done any research ahead of time as you're... You're meeting with me. Correct. Have you researched me at all to know that I'm from Minnesota? It, and it, it, it all depends. Okay. For example, if you were to refer three people to me for networking, the likelihood that I would go and research them is probably somewhere between slim and none. Because I know that you know the type of people I like to meet because I've been very specific and shared with you who those people Got are. It. So I generally... I do my homework on the fly. So, for example, I had this morning I had two networking meetings. I started at 7.30 with a gentleman I'd already met. No research required. The second meeting was at 9.30. First time I actually sat down with this gentleman, I did. I looked at his LinkedIn profile. Um, one of the etiquette tips that I would share is if you are meeting somebody for the first time, I think it's imperative to look at their LinkedIn profile. And okay, so let's, we're going to get back to the, you said this is the pre-pandemic. Correct. But you look at the LinkedIn profile. Once you've looked at somebody's LinkedIn profile and you know you're meeting with them, do you ask to connect? Do you? I generally don't connect with anyone on LinkedIn until I've met them. So for example, our producer, Matt, Matt and I had a little exchange before we began our conversation. We exchanged business cards and I'm confident after this conversation Matt and I can connect on LinkedIn because I know Matt. Right. And Matt knows me. So I don't, I'm not, um, I think it's called a lion, a LinkedIn open networker. Right. I need to know people in my network because the real value, in my opinion, is if you know the people in your network, you can be a wonderful, considerate source of connections. Right. And ultimately that's critical. Post or pandemic and post, my model changed because we couldn't meet face to face. So what I did during the pandemic, all my networking intros, and I typically, I'm typically receiving five to 10 networking introductions a week to new people. So wait, and wait, wait, hold on a second for that. Five to 10 a week. So your network is sending people to you or people are coming to you. My network is sending people yeah, to me. Which is they why. Are, they are referring people to me. And I know and trust the people who are referring people to me because they've done it before. And if it's somebody who hasn't done it before, sometimes I might reach out and say, well, can you give me some context? You know, help me understand. Because I want to make sure if somebody's going to invest a half hour with me or me with them, I want to make sure that I don't waste their time and they don't waste my time. So almost, uh, it's almost like a, uh, a pre-screening just to make sure. So again, for anyone that's listening, 
you know, Lenny, in the 10 years that I've known you or watched you, you've become a very sophisticated connector. And that's why five to 10 referrals coming, but also that takes a lot of time. So being back to your networking with a purpose, who's in your network, right? what are you using your network for, being very clear on those basics. Because once you get good at networking, you could meet hundreds of people, but they, they may not, be not right. going to go towards your goals and their goals. Correct. And I think to add to that a little bit, I have become more discerning. And again, people in my network have taught me that. You know, people like Steve Stoop, people like Jenny Jeffords, people like Brent Wildey, uh, people like you have taught me you really do need to have a purpose because to your point, you could be meeting hundreds and hundreds of people and quite frankly, they may not really help you with what your objective is and what you're after. So you have to be very, very purposeful. Okay, so I distracted us a little bit. That's okay. Right? That's fine. Back to the during the the pandemic. During the pandemic, because, you know, I still, there's a couple of masks around, but let's talk about what what it's like now. Well, before we go post-pandemic, let's do during pandemic. Right? Because oh, I have may, to. You, we do. Well, no, we do. We do because I think it's. I think it's changed my process a little bit. Because what I had to do during the pandemic was I had to actually figure out how much time did I need to have a meaningful networking conversation, and I actually I pared it down to thirty minutes. And the way I was able to pare it down to thirty minutes was any time I would confirm a networking meeting with anyone, specifically people who were in transition because those are most of the people who are being referred to me are either people who are in job transition or are thinking about being in job transition or have younger family members who are getting ready to graduate from college right so what I do is I schedule the initial meeting and I'm very very purposeful when I when they reach out I tell them the time and the date they send me the note we schedule it and I respond with three things that we're going to talk about. I send an agenda back with the acceptance of the meeting. We're going to cover three things. We're going to cover outplacement, we're going to cover unemployment, and we're going to cover Lenny's three-legged stool of job search. And we do that in the first 15 minutes of every conversation. And I save the last 15 minutes for the individuals to ask me questions, share any comments, or give me feedback. At the end of that 30 minutes, I'm making an assessment as to whether I think they can, I can help them in terms of the next conversation. And I always ask, would you have an interest in meeting again? And then we schedule a 30 to 45-minute Teams or Zoom. That was in pandemic. Now things are starting to move back to the way it was before. So I'm kind of in this hybrid. I haven't fully figured out what things are going to look like post-pandemic. Today, my 9.30 or my 9 o'clock this morning was a gentleman who I did not do a pre-screen on a phone. I met him at a networking event. He was highly referred to me by someone in my network who I know and trust. So I took the meeting and we spent 45 minutes. Honestly. In person? In person. Yeah. Honestly, the 30-minute vetting would have been helpful. I don't think he had a very high networking IQ. But I helped him. And Ooh, wait, I got to go back to this term you just used. The networking IQ? Yes, we've talked about inside baseball, and I'm seeing some kind of baseball on the TV here. In, we're in the dugout. Oh, the you're TV. seeing baseball? I Can I look? TV. Can yeah, I look? Turn around I'm, and look. It's I'm the a Twins bi- and 
I can't see who they're playing. I see Nathan's Nathan's hot dogs. Anyway, so sorry. So say talk about networking IQ because I do like metrics, mm-hmm. believe it or not. Um, and you know we are in business. And we're working on sales, we're working on philanthropy, we're working on all kinds of things to make people more successful. Sure. What is networking IQ? Probably the best way, quid pro quo. Meaning, I always go first and offer to help. And I love the people who have read the book, The 20 Minute Networking Meeting, because if they've read that book, they always ask the question at or near the end of the conversation, how can I help you? They always ask that question. Okay, so there's and our plug for Marsha Ballinger in and town Na- and, and Nathan, Nathan Perez. Perez. Yep, there the is. The 20-minute networking book. Correct. Even though you said you take 30-minute networking meetings, we'll give you the 10. I, I personally believe that um, in order to get to know people, you need to spend more than 20 minutes to yes. build a relationship. To build a relationship. So that's one example of networking IQ. If I leave a networking meeting and someone hasn't asked me that question, quite frankly, I'm a little put off. Because people need to understand, we're all trying to help each other. Right. It's not just a one-way street. Um, other networking IQ, and I learned this when I was going through the Wooddale program and even the Grace program. So there's a plug for Lonnie Gilden and Harry Urschel. I learned that it doesn't matter who you meet. They don't need to be equal positionally. If you have a nice, diverse network of people at all levels of organizations, that's marvelous. Because a lot of times people can help you understand what's the culture like. You know, what's been their experience working at the company. It doesn't matter if they're the CEO or they're a CFO or they're a mid-level manager or even an entry-level accountant. Mm -hmm. People always have a view of the culture and their experience. And I think it's good to know that before you go to work for a company. Agreed. I'd, I would I would punctuate that as a as a category on your networking IQ is so do my, you have diversity in your network of age, correct. gender, race? So in a what you call you said positional? Correct. Yeah. So in a networking meeting that I had recently, I made the suggestion to this individual who's a fairly senior exec that you know, I think there might be some other people at a particular company that um, might be of interest to this individual. And the response I got was, no, I'm looking to meet more senior level people. Wrong. I mean, that's a, ah, got it wrong. That's no, that's not right. Yeah, I think that's a, it's a, it's interesting. It's a habit of a lot of people to only look up or, Correct. or at their level. And it's not, again, you want to be an efficient networker, um, but I think you're saying we all boats rise together. Um, so you said people, you know, I get a lot of phone calls now of will you help my kid find a job? Or just yesterday I offered somebody's daughter is moving to town, she's in PR, and I said, oh, have her reach out to me on LinkedIn. So I didn't say I'm gonna do the work, Right. But I know the mom well enough that, you know, most parents want their kids to get a good job. And since 60% of jobs are still found through someone you know, you know, if the kid reaches out to me or a young woman, um, I will connect them to a couple people. I have one family. 
I was connected with the mother, and the mother has now introduced me to both daughters. I network with all three, and they're all we're networking for different reasons. The daughters have recently graduated from college. Uh, one of the daughters actually, through a networking activity, we were able to get her not only an interview with a company in Chicago, but the gentleman who was running the whole department got to see her resume and her information before she showed up for the interview through a networking connection. So there's all sorts of things that can happen if you're a good networker and a good connector. Yep, great. So did we finish your post-pandemic? How po- we're post- finding it? Post-pandemic, I, I, I'm literally, it's work in progress. I mean, I think ultimately I, I like the the 3D that this type of situation offers. I'd like to do all my networking meetings in person, but there is an efficiency to moving to a phone call, moving yes. to Teams. So I, I, it's very much in progress right now. I don't. I don't have it. I don't have it wired yet. But I, I'm I working call on it the networking on and off the screen, so that you want to do a little bit of both. I think you do. So that, I think there's a hybrid. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. At least, at least that's my take on it now after spending two years in, in the bunker, um, yeah, in you know, the, in, hiding from COVID. In the dungeon. In the dungeon. And now we're, now we're in the dugout and there is a guy now playing pinball. There are two pinball machines across from me. There's um, a lot of people out. I, I think it's a hybrid. I do believe you can't replace uh, connecting people. Do you do any networking, Lenny, where you bring groups of people together? No, I've had a couple people in my network make a suggestion. The closest thing that I've done to accomplishing that is a lot of times when I do schedule face-to-face networking meetings, I schedule them back-to-back. And what I attempt to do when I'm doing that is if I'm meeting you for the first time and Matt's going to come in right behind you, I make it a point to connect you and Matt. So it's not quite a group. But at least I'm giving the idea that, hey, this networking thing is about building relationships. And, oh, by the way, if I know Kathy and I know Matt, it's okay for me to connect Matt and Kathy because they should they should know each other. Yes. Good. Good. Okay. Then I'm going to shift gears and ask a question, too, about volunteering. Okay. Because I know you are very active in the community. Is how does volunteering, how has that uh, helped or impacted some of your networking? So the first, my first response, most of my volunteer activity is through Rotary. So I'm in Minnetonka Rotary, and I've been in Rotary since 2009. So I've, I've been in the group for about 13 or 14 years. And what I really like about Rotary is it's a group of people who are like-minded, very service-oriented. We focus in our club uh, our motto is building responsible youth, and I really, really love that, and that's what has kept me in the group, as well as the relationships I built with people. That particular organization gives me an opportunity on a monthly basis, sometimes twice a month, to do volunteer activities, work in a food shelf, as an example, um, do um, clothes at the end of the year for for school year Uh, for families who have a need for school clothes and supplies. So we do a lot of those types of projects. Uh, Bikes for Kids, uh, which is another one. I know him. Um, So no, I I think 
for me, volunteering is really an extension of building relationships, continuing to meet people. And what I found is whether it's volunteering or in my professional, my day job or my other networking activities, I love to be able to cross pollinate and meet and introduce and connect people from my volunteer activities to my professional activities to my personal interests. I know you're you and I've talked about this before. I'm a huge, huge baseball fan. So I love to be able to try to connect people who have baseball in common. Generally, I'm a huge sports fan. So I think for me, volunteering is merely an extension of continuing to build relationships. And what I find is I like to do things that I'm passionate about. I've gotten to the point now where I don't have to say yes to everything. And it's okay to say, no, thank you, not for now. So I generally pick the things that I like doing that I'm passionate about. And if I'm not, I just say, no, thank you, not for now. Nice. It's taken me a long time to get there. Excellent. Okay, so in our final minutes. Um, final minutes? We're yeah, almost done? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The time flies. Oh, my goodness. Time flies. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, we're not even going to get through all your, your great notes, but th- I think it. this is some really interesting thoughts and ideas and ways you approach networking from etiquette to having a purpose to really, you know, knowing what to do for a job seeker in those 30 minutes. But maybe just one more sort of tip or thing that you would say to somebody that's maybe you've got a little momentum and you have, quote, a network or five to 10 relationships but you've, you've either lost your mojo or you want to reconnect with people. So not necessarily a job seeker, but just any tips you would give to somebody. Um, well, well, first of all, in addition to the 20-minute networking meeting, which we already plugged, there is a wonderful book that I absolutely love, and I think we've talked about this book. Whether you're looking for a job, looking for your purpose, or just wanting to feel good about good people who are out there, my one of my very favorite books is the go-giver i absolutely love that book and truthfully i've been in job transition myself three times in the last 10 years and every time i find myself in job transition the first book i take off my shelf is the go-giver and the one that i'm specifically referring to is the one with the red cover it's subtitled a little story about a powerful business idea And I just love the messages in that book because it applies to professional life. It applies to volunteering. It applies to family life. It's not just a job transition book. I just think it's an all-around good book. And the beauty of it, it's a parable. It takes an hour, maybe an hour and 15 minutes or an hour and 30 minutes to read it, but it's wonderful. So that would be one suggestion that I would make. The other suggestion I would make when you're in job transition or when you're just kind of stuck, find people who are positive. You want people who are positive. It's easy to go to the negative, especially with all the craziness that's gone on in the last two years and all the craziness that's you know outside this lovely venue here. Find positive people, because I find positive people tend to lift me up, and we all need to be lifted up every now and then. Yes. So those would be my two thoughts. Excellent, those are great, great tips. The go-giver and, and finding those positive people. So Len, Lenny Newman, super <laughs> active on LinkedIn, 
um, an amazing uh, person and human being. So thank you for being part of the All-Star Networking Show at Midtown Global Market. We're going to walk around after this and find something good to eat for lunch and do a little shopping. And thank you, everyone, for being here. We will be back again shortly with another interesting guest to share tips and tidbits. Okay, there's I'm looking across, and there's Manny, right? That's Manny across the way from Manny's Tortas. So I've got in front of me, Lenny, and we'll get you your own copy the Midtown Global Market uh, cookbook that features recipes from all the vendors um, here in the market or the majority of them. And it may not be a recipe that is made here and served here, but it's something that has a cultural meaning. Cool. So one of the things that I love about and why I uh, am here is the Friends of the Global Market is all about sustaining the market. We're here in um, Minneapolis, right off Lake Street, and the Friends is a group that allows the organization and all these businesses, these 30 businesses, to be active, to Mm -hmm. get the support, to grow and develop. Friends then is able to put on live music, um, live events. There are so many different events on the calendar to run around. How can I find it? Where do I go to find Uh, it? friendsofglobalmarket.org so you can get involved you could donate you could have your company donate um, or just come on down here for lunch bring new people down here Um, you can get a lot of food to go so I'm looking at uh, some enchiladas for next week (laughs) as a takeout (laughs) thank you again Lenny thank you again for inviting me to participate a consummate networker Lenny Newman Thank you for listening to the All-Star Networking Podcast with Kathy Paper. To learn more about strategic networking and making impactful connections, visit rockpaperstar.com. Please join us in supporting the Midtown Global Market as a vital community resource that supports small business, cultural diversity, and free or low-cost programming. Reach us at friendsofglobalmarket.org.